I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. everybody how you doing well that's good welcome to broad street hockey radio that's right bsh radio my name is bill Matz. i'm your director of fun and games for the evening we've got more off-season content for you as you heard in the intro we'll talk a little bit of phantoms i have no idea what's going on but maybe someone does uh i know I, I, well i know kind of what's going on I've been told I'm wrong, but, you know. You're usually wrong. We'll get into it. Uh, We'll answer some more of your mailbag questions. We have some good ones in here left over from last week. And we're going to start off with uh, some other stuff, too. But let's get into the intros, because I'm struggling already. Uh, (laughs) Are we having a day? (laughs) Let's go with my broadcast partner in crime, Stephalicious D. Steph Driver. So I had a tweet today, and it wasn't necessarily a subtweet of Charlie, but it was. Oh, it definitely was. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was actually about another tweet that I saw, but it also pertained to you. So it it was Um, (laughs) where I I I don't care about fans in general. It it, like the 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 macro fan. I care about each individual fan, I guess. But like general fandoms, I don't care like whether they're ours or somebody else's. I just don't care um so all all of the the stuff that i'm seeing and it's it's not just charlie but there's a lot of um i don't want vegas to win because fuck their fans and blah 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 like can you just be excited about the team like the team is who's actually winning the team is who we're watching like they're a lot of fun they're a lot of fun it's a great story so you know what the funny thing is i don't really even like their team that much and, and, <laughs> and, and, and I'm, I'm dead serious well then that's different story like 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 flurry i admit is likable but i will never like him because he will always be a penguin to me yeah and there's a lot of trouble with that and there's no one on that team like there's no one on that team that i really enjoy watching play hockey like i kind of like march so but he's not especially fun 
He's he's okay. Like he's fast, I guess, and he makes some good plays sometimes. But like, there's no one on that team. Like for Tampa, I enjoy watching Nikita Kucherov play hockey. Yeah, I love watching him play hockey. He's one of my favorite players to watch. I love watching Alex Ovechkin play hockey. I love watching Blake Wheeler play hockey. I love watching Jacob True play hockey. There's no one on Vegas where I think to myself like, man, I I need to watch Eric Halla play. Like I just don't care. I'm not invested in any of their That's players. That's what I really like about Vegas is I'm still watching them go. Going, like, how is this happening? <laughs> like, I still am watching it. Like, you know, they're not this good, but they are. They're this, like, they're going to win the cup, and I'm still going to be like, they're not this good. I mean, mm-hmm. I will too. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I love them. From theathletic.com, Charlie O'Connor. So to move back to the Flyers, uh, I, I really feel bad for Sam Moran. Uh, even though, I, and I say this, even though I'm still not sold on him being an NHL caliber defenseman. Like I, I have serious doubts whether he's ever going to have the puck skills to be an NHL defenseman. But I did really want to see him get a shot in the NHL, like at least like a like a 40 game stretch where he plays every night and we can figure out what we have in him. Unfortunately, I'm worried that he's not going to get it because it seems like this knee injury is pretty serious. It seems like there's a decent chance he might miss the start of the year or at least a good portion of camp. And I'm afraid, not afraid because it's not necessarily a bad thing for the Flyers, but it would suck for Moran. I'm afraid that Phil Myers is going to jump him while he's getting healthy because what you saw last season was Moran got jumped by Robert Haig, who was taking the same draft as Moran, but around around later. later. And Travis Sanheim jumped him too, who was taking the following year. If Myers jumps him, which is very possible because I think Myers is pretty darn close to NHL ready, if not actually NHL ready. If Myers jumps him, I just don't know if he has a spot anymore on this defense unless they're willing to roll with all six homegrown defensemen, which I don't know if the Flyers would ever be willing to do because they're always going to have that feeling they need a vet and all that other crap. I just don't... like. I, I want him to have a shot. I also really want Myers with the team. And I thought that at the very least he was going to get his shot at the start of next year because he was he wasn't waiver he was he was no longer waiver exempt so he was going to have to make the team and they were going to use that as an excuse to oh well Myers can deal with some more seasoning and they would give him half the year and then we know we have Moran I think there's a decent chance that if he doesn't play in camp Myers makes the team and Myers never looks back and then I just don't know where he fits anymore that's yeah I mean that's probably Moran's fear too. Moran will start the year on NHL IR. Unless he's ready. But unless if, he's ready. If he, if he legitimately had ACL yeah. surgery, there's a good chance he's not yeah. going to be ready. So I mean, it is bad for the Flyers because that means we wasted that pick. But it's like, all right, let's remember, like, this is still Ron Hextall. This is still Ron Hextall, and he's not just going to give Samuel Moran up for free. So even if he starts the season on IR... He's going to be on the roster at some point in time, even if he's number seven in the press box. True. He's going to be on the team. And, I mean, injuries are going to happen. He's going to play at some point this season. Uh, yeah, Hopefully, it's just not an injury to him. That's what I was going to say. Is He's going to start probably on NHL IR uh, in all likelihood, which means he'll be up. Yeah. And then... You can't send him back without putting him through waivers, and I have to believe someone would take oh, a God, six yeah. foot seven first round for, pick for free. For sure. Someone for would free. take him. Yeah. Yeah, someone took Mark Alt. So someone I, took Mark Alt and then extended. And then him. extended. It's yeah, a good point. So I have to believe someone would would take Moran, which yeah. means they're not going to try to put him through waivers and just lose him for nothing. Because even though it wasn't Hextall's pick, like Steph said, it was still an investment. You've still invested a pick and time in the guy. So 
at that so point, he's time. your seven, and then someone's going to play themselves out of this rotation, right? Uh, I mean, we, we were saying that all last year. But, like, uh, Manning, <laughs> Manning didn't play himself out of the rotation, but he's not going to be re-signed. So, right. basically, well, it was like, we're going to give you a year, and then, uh, okay, you're out. So, uh, eventually, Moran will get a shot. But, yeah, like I've said all along, I just want to see the guy, even if it's fail here. I just want to see it because I've been hearing about him, I feel like, my whole goddamn life. I know. As long as I've been covering this team, I've been talking about Sam Moran. Like, 2013. You know how long ago that was? Like ridiculously long ago. Half a decade. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. And I, I'm not particularly concerned about Myers jumping him in the lineup. Worst case scenario, Myers goes, plays in the NHL for a little while and then goes back to juniors and has a, a year that Sandheim had this year. Like this worst case, I guess, which isn't that bad. Back right? to the AHL. Yeah. I just, I mean, this maybe is just because I'm really high on Myers. I feel like when Myers gets there, he's not going back. It's I, still, I, it's still Hextall. I mean, true. Sandheim. Yeah, true. He sent Sandheim back, and true. it's still, even, even more than that, even more than it being Hextall. I think it's the coach, it's yeah. Hextall. Yeah. The coach wants the or the they, Ron wants these guys up here. It's just a, it's a juggling act. I think. Last but certainly not least, the fly by herself, Kelly Hinkle. I need people to stop pining for Pierre Edward Belmar. As though he's some long lost soul that we're somehow missing because second it. I've seen more than one person say things like, Well, just in case you forgot, <laughs> smugly, Pierre Edward Belmar is playing for the Stanley Cup and the Flyers are golfing, like as if those two things are related. I love how like great if you is put it? pebbles back on the flyers, the flyers are playing for the cup. And okay, folks. And if let's you took settle him, the fuck down. As if if you took him off the Golden Knights, their run would somehow be different. Exactly. Like, like he's, he's inconsequential to both rosters at any given moment. And, he's, got, he's got one point of fifteen playoff games. Ooh. And don't get me was wrong. Was it an important point though? Probably. I mean, it wasn't a Ryan Reeves point. No, but it was a point. <laughs> it was setting. It was him and Spiza on the Ryan Reeves goal. Oh which yeah, is it was. Wasn't so it? goddamn funny to me. Luca Spiza, like, oh man, that guy. That pizza. I really. Pizza. I, I was gonna say I really like when Kurt calls him <laughs> Lucas Pizza. Makes <laughs> uh, <laughs> me laugh. Yeah, a like. Lot. Uh, don't get me wrong about Belmar. I liked the guy. You know, and he came to he came to that party. Uh, yeah, he the was fans fine. Of party in Vegas. Like, I hated him guy. because of the coach. Yes, and it was. But the, I don't give a shit that he's not on my team anymore. It was the yeah. fact that he and Vandevelde couldn't be split, and they yeah. they played every single night together, and that the penalty kill was so god awful. Of course, it was god awful without them as well. Even worse. And if say say we had Lawton, Belmar, and Raffle on a fourth line, again, a good fourth line. Yeah, those are Belmar was a good four checker. He's a nice little fourth liner. I don't. Him. No, you know, I mean, ninety percent, like all of my flyers' anger, it goes back to Dave. I have nothing against <laughs> Pierre yeah. Edward Belmar, but like, let's stop pretending that you miss him. How yes. much yeah, absurd? Like, like we're talking about. Belmar is probably on the perfect team for him, yes. stylistically, because Belmar plays fast and Vegas plays fast, and they don't care about slowing things down. They just play fast all the time. It's the perfect team for Belmar, and he still only had 16 points in 72 games in the regular season. But he's like, integral, Charles. It's like you're, you're talking about him being in the ideal situation, for him, and he's been better with, with Vegas than he's with the Flyers. Yeah. He's actually driven play with Vegas, which is cool. But his biggest problem as a Flyer was that he literally never scored. And he's still basically never scoring. Like, this isn't mm-hmm. changing. Yeah, and that's the... 
when we looked at it as, you know, why can't we just have, instead of guys who only play on their side of the red line, why not some skilled guys, like when we call them one-dimensional players, why can't that one-dimensional be offense? That'd be cool. Like, you know, his dimension, okay, <laughs> maybe he is a good defensive forward, but since, like, we can't score, maybe we should have some of those guys, too. Mm. It all gets back to style and everything. And that takes me to my point, guys. I'm all for taking the lessons of Vegas, uh, namely their fast style of play, like Charlie just said, and their willingness to give skilled players who's, who've toiled on the bottom of rosters uh, a chance to play maybe a little bit up in the lineup uh, over more highly paid veterans and things like that. But this comparison to the Flyers, oh, well, the Flyers keep saying it takes a while to build a long-term, you know, long-term success and look at Vegas as if these two situations are at all comparable. Vegas did a good job with the hand they were dealt, but let us go back to that expansion draft. Let's th- let's look at Belmar. Were we not all celebrating when we saw the protected list and we're like, oh, okay, uh, they're going to take like Belmar or Neuvert, and that's sure. what we have. I thought they were going to take Raffle. Yeah. Same. Surprised they didn't. Like, and that was worst case scenario. Same. We lose Michael Raffle. You know, like we were celebrating when they took Belmar. This was this was not a look at their roster. We were just like, it's not that good. Like they're they're doing a great job doing what they have, and their goalies on fire. And that's really the number one thing here. Like the Flyers' process, they didn't start from zero. They didn't get to take one player from each team and have no bad contracts if they wanted them. Like Ron Hextall took over a situation in which we had Vinny LeCavalier and. Andrew McDonald and all these things we had to get out of. Like, it was a team with Zach Ronaldo mm-hmm. on an extension. Like, sure, it was a cheap well, Ron one. gave him that extension. So let's, let's not absolve Ron entirely. Yes, the he first did. one, right. They, they extended Ronaldo twice. Yep. They right. sure did. <laughs> he was a homegrown flyer. But hey, they got a third round pick for that extension, so it was a good one. God damn, they uh, did. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's like these two situations are completely incomparable. And when Ron says it takes a while to build long term success, we have no idea about the long term term success of Vegas. Sure, as Kelly and I were saying before you two got here, if the Flyers won a cup, I wouldn't I'd probably just stop watching hockey. Yeah, what's it gonna get better? <laughs> like, like I don't care, but Ron Yeah is, no it only it only goes down from there. Yeah, Ron is looking at it. We need we have a championship window and we're looking to, you know, be contenders for like an eight year period uh and win a couple in that period. Whereas, you know, if Vegas doesn't make the playoffs next year, okay everyone will go sure oh that was a fun little story like i just there was vi- there's very little comparison between these two situations and the reason vegas is as good as it is is mark andre fleury mm-hmm. that is the answer he had i think with goalies with more than 40 games he had the second best save percentage uh in the regular season and right now on 505 shots, he's got a 947 save percentage and four shutouts. Pretty good. The first overall pick from 2003 is absolutely dominant, and that's what's happening right now. There's a lot, you know, that that top line is really good. You know, Riley Smith bounced back, and Marcia So is what everyone thought he was, and William Carlson all of a sudden is a 1C, and <laughs> who knew? But and, like, all that stuff, look at their blue line. If Ron put together that blue line, we'd say fucking fire this guy. He's an imbecile. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, very yes. I mean, this is what's happened with every cup-winning team ever the goalie got white hot at the right time that's and that's what it is like you need that one thing that happens like okay Duncan Keith is playing like the best defenseman in hockey okay the the Blackhawks win three in six years or whatever the hell it was like that's what happens someone has to play well above what they are and 
Flurry has been a good goalie throughout his career at points. He's never been the best goalie, and he's the best goalie right now. And that's what's happening. And to take the lesson of have a great goalie, well, yeah, no shit. We've been saying that. <laughs> we've been saying that basically since Pelly Lindbergh died, and like it hasn't come to fruition. So, like, it's Any really hard to take lessons from this Vegas team other than have a great goalie. There are some things you could learn stylistically and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, there's a there's a lot to to learn stylistically. Sure. More that it, it works. Sure. I, I think that 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 probably is the but whole. To plot. get back to, <laughs> to Charlie's point here, look at these. Look, compare the Flyers roster to Vegas's roster, player for player. I would take the Flyers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, think so. okay. I mean, they just. I kind of hate them, but yeah, they. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> I think the Flyers have a bad coach and no goalie, and that's what's. Yeah, the, them. I mean, the goalie's the big, yeah. the big discrepancy. But aside from that, like, no, I think you're right. I, yeah. If we're looking at the forwards' core and we're looking at the defensemen, I'm taking the Flyers all day. Yes. The Flyers have three defensemen better than any one of theirs. Well, two. 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 (laughs) I'll say two. Yeah. I'm not not putting saying I'm quite there yet. Okay. Charlie, I do have an update for something we argued about on the NHL show, I think, yesterday. One of our shows we did yesterday. Um... It I've confirmed that the Golden Knights do not have a guaranteed place oh, in the lottery. Oh yeah, okay. uh, I found all all the old articles like leading up to the expansion being finalized said they'll have a guaranteed place in the lottery for four years. I found one article. I can't remember if it was on Knights on Ice or if it was on Sinbin, uh, one of the Golden Knights. It was one of the Golden Knights blogs, but it was at the top. Update. It has been confirmed that that was taken out right before everything was finalized. They do not have a guaranteed place in the lottery. That's bullshit. So you were correct about that. I thought they did. I was why... on Team Bill, but I didn't want to say that I was just in case you were wrong. <laughs> and that's that was it was it, it was in like every single article leading up to it, and then it was taken out afterwards. Well, one interesting thing I saw today on my Twitter feed, I think Michael Russo tweeted it because somebody made the point of like, well, I wonder who Seattle's going to take when it gets to be their turn from Vegas. And he was like, actually, I think they're exempt. And yes. that would be funny as shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, because they won't be, they won't be getting any of the 650 million. That was something that came out of the GM meetings. I think when they talked about the Seattle expansion buy-in, yeah, Vegas won't get any of that 650 million. Yes. So they won't lose a player. Right. Yeah. They are exempt from the expansion yeah. draft. But like, imagine, uh, uh, let's let's say they win this, they win the Stanley Cup final. Oh my god. And then they go out in the offseason, they sign like either Tavares or they trade for Carlson. Oh my god. And then by the time uh, both, and then. By the time the next expansion draft rolls around, like they're they're not. This isn't just luck. Like they're actually one of the three best on paper teams in hockey, and then they don't lose anyone in the expansion draft. Like people will flip a shit. Oh god! Oh, it'll be. I'm kind of here for it. I'm I'm extremely I'm here for this. But, um, okay. Remember when? Remember when they almost got both Bobby Ryan and Eric Carlson at the trade deadline? Imagine what they this wanna, team. They didn't want to part with. Um, Theodore? I don't remember. I think it was more that Ottawa decided not to do yeah, it. Yeah, I think okay. it was Ottawa yeah. that was just like, they pulled nah. back. Fucking Ottawa. Uh, imagine if. Imagine if that had happened. That's what, if I was Melnick, I'd fold the Senators and try to get an expansion team in like two we, years. We talked about this, I think. I think <laughs> actually in Vegas. When I said what I what I would do if I was the NHL Take is I would I would destroy the Ottawa Senators franchise, remove Melnick from the ownership pool, and then two years later give Ottawa an expansion team with a new owner. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Because put, put I don't want line. I don't want Melnick involved with the NHL anymore. Right. No. But uh, my point of the Flyers and the everyone trying, because it was something I just heard all day today, like, oh, the Flyers are doing this and Vegas is going to win their first year, which, hey, 
listen, the Vegas story is good. I don't think. <sighs> I, I, I want to say I don't think they can beat the Lightning, but no, the Lightning, they, 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 if they, they can beat can. Winnipeg, they can beat it. Yeah, that's the thing is they just keep winning every time I think it's over for them. Not they only keep doing that, it, they so. like took it to Winnipeg. Not really. I mean, the last that. game they sort of did, but both the home games in Vegas, I thought that Winnipeg outplayed them, and they won the scoring chance battle, won the shots on goal battle. It just Flurry stood on his head. Yeah, that's fair. Right. They swept the Kings. I don't remember what happened with the Sharks. I think they won in six. Yeah, they did. Okay, and then they won in five against Winnipeg. Like, they could absolutely win. They could beat. Yeah. They could beat both the Capitals and the Lightning right now. And since it's out there, uh, do you, do you, ladies and you gentlemen, uh, believe there are more lessons that the Flyers should take from this Vegas run? Um, I've, I've got like five. Okay. Never sit on a lead. That is a big one. Do you think it stupid? Do you think it reflects negatively on the Flyers that Vegas is doing this in year one? What I'm just going to let Charlie make his point because it's my point too. My my point is that I I don't think it reflects I don't think it reflects terribly poorly on the on Hextall and management. I think it reflects poorly on the coaching staff because what you're seeing is what you're seeing in Vegas is what a really good coaching staff can do to a team and how much that can elevate a team. Because as you said, I don't think the Flyers as a roster are. At, at the at the very least, I would say I think the Flyers are about even with Vegas talent wise. But I I'm open to the case that the Flyers are better, and we are now seeing like, hey, if you have a really really good coach who really knows how to get the most out of his roster and it does that well, like this can happen. If if in addition you also get great goaltending, yes, <clears throat> I think that it it doesn't necessarily reflect negatively on the entire league, but it definitely puts them on alert, like. Things should change. And I mentioned it during our Ice Sport Radio show yesterday, I believe. But you can push pace for 60 minutes and it works. You can do that. Um, you don't have to play the players with the big contracts just because they have the big contracts. You don't have to do that. You don't have to play the players that have the big contracts for 20 minutes a night just because they have the big contracts. Um, and you can have speed, like speed and rolling four lines works and that's something we talked about leading into the playoffs is that the golden knights big advantage all years they had like you know three their whole lineup was like a middle six which yeah maybe they don't have the superstars turns out that first line's really good but like they're not gonna lose matchups in their bottom six because they were able to take you know if you were smart and protected your seven best forwards or whatever it were like okay we got your eighth best forward which is still a third liner so we have these guys who all you know slot in pretty well we're not gonna get killed in any individual matchup um but in the playoffs when the stars play the most maybe that would work against them because they're going to run into, okay, yeah, when Kopitar and Dowdy are out there for the half the game, that's going to hurt them. Turns out, it didn't. They actually killed that team. Uh, but I just, I think the lessons, stylistically, more than anything, like you guys said, are, are what the Flyers need to take away. Because I think their roster construction is, for the most part, pretty good. It's not It's not terrible. It's it, okay. If... If they were used properly, yeah. I think it would be pretty good. But they're just not. Uh, yeah, that's definitely a big part, that they're not used properly. Like All the players that we say we don't like, it's not that we don't like them and don't appreciate what you know minimal skills they may bring to the table. It's that they're played for way too many minutes a night. Yeah. And one thing that does help Vegas in this case, though, is that like 
the the big push pull we've seen with not just Hackstall, but really with NHL coaching in general, is this idea that like you play the vets too much in favor, you know, over to over the young kids. Well, Vegas doesn't really have super young kids. Mm -hmm. Most of their roster is like between the ages of 24 and 29. So, oh, guys in their prime. Yeah, but but that's that's (laughs) the thing. Like, there aren't too many guys that that even like the young guys aren't that young. Like Theodore is young-ish, but he had to have spent at least three years in the pros to be eligible for the expansion draft in the first place. So maybe like the fact that there aren't any super young guys is almost like saving Gallant from himself because he doesn't have this idea in his head like, oh, well, he's 21 years old, so shit, I can't play him in big-time situations because they're all old enough to be past that point of like, well, I have to shelter him because he's he's young. Uh, for no reason other than talent, it's just yeah. because he's young. But like they don't have the super young guys no. that that teams do have. I mean, so they've got Al- Alex Tuck, Tuck. Tuck, yeah, is twenty two. He's twenty. Well, I've got twenty one on Hockey Reference, but I oh. trust you. I just Wikipedia it. I Maybe he probably turned twenty two this season. I Shea Theodore is twenty two. Um, oh May, you're right. May tenth. It's right here. Hockey Reference didn't change it, yeah. so he is twenty two. Um, Shea Theodore is twenty two. Um, Malcolm Subban, who's the you know the backup, is twenty four. Yeah, no, there aren't. There's one guy, Dylan Ferguson, is nineteen, and I don't know who he is. Oh, he's <laughs> one of the million goalies that they used yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. That's he played, what it is. He didn't play much at all. Cause that's that was I was looking up some of their goalies numbers because. Oh yeah, like six point five GAA. Yeah, they got a crazy <laughs> performance out of Malcolm Subban. It's like they won a bunch of games when he was in there, but like his numbers aren't anything special. They're nice. They're good back. They're, they're fine. They're good for nine backup, ten yeah. save percentage. They just he happened to get the goal support. They were able to keep that going. The rest of the goalies that like this. Oh, they got down to their fifth goalie. Like yeah, and he wasn't good. Like he wasn't good for you. No. But they still got forty. I think forty six starts out of Flurry despite the injury, and now he's in. In the playoffs and dominating, and that's just what it comes down to for me. So I'm just watching these goalie performances and going, yes, if the Flyers had this, they would probably get themselves to a conference final. Yeah. Well, that's a really good point, Charlie, that there aren't that many really young guys. There were a couple of them who started in the AHL and got bumped up this season. I know Alex Tuck was one of them. Yeah, Tuck is like the only... The, I think he's like the only real, in my mind, true rookie on that team. Yeah. Mm. Because like Theodore, who I've always liked, I liked him a lot with Anaheim, yeah, this is his first full season, but he had two years with time in the yeah. NHL. Like, I'm looking on Elite Prospects. He played 19 games in 2015-16 with Anaheim, and then last year he played 34 games with Anaheim. So, like, yes, it's technically his first full season, but he had time, and that maybe would made it easier for a, an NHL coach to be like, oh, well, he's ready. I don't need to shelter yeah. him that much. I, I don't know. Maybe Gallant would have done it anyway if you gave him a bunch of young guys, but I tend to think that all NHL coaches have this veteran over rookie bias and the the way that their roster played out maybe it just allowed for him to kind of get past that because they didn't have too many super old guys and they didn't have too many super young guys either most of the team was kind of somewhere in the middle no and that's uh 
while I don't think they drafted, uh, like, and I will never for like what Florida did is just ridiculous. <laughs> like to give up two guys to protect one who's not as good as either of them <laughs> is absolutely freaking insane. Defense wins championships. Yeah, though, defense Bill. wins championships. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, this team's gonna win a champion. Just won a Western Conference championship. Very well could win a championship, but Florida's <laughs> sitting down there going, "Yeah, we protected Petrovic." Like, uh, <laughs> uh, not not only not Congrats, only did they them, give them like half the team they also just like handed them their coach yeah they get it's the coach and two-thirds of their top line like what <laughs> like jesus christ oh boy yeah uh but okay so just to wrap up the vegas talk before we get to some mailbag glitter nights for the cup that's uh rooting for or against vegas let's go around the table steph oh my god for for like a year hinks if it's caps nights i'm rooting caps if it's lightning Nights, I'm rooting nights. You're rooting caps. I want Ovi to get a cup. I like him. I like him too. But if I they can't, get there, if they get there, I can't, I, I need the I cup out of the too. metro. I can't list. I can't okay. add to the list of teams that can say 1975 to us. I mean, fair, but eh. God. O'Connor. I mean, do I even need to say it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie is fun. Charlie is Charlie's a bona fide. His ball he is one home. of the few people I've actually met who don't like Vegas, like are against them. He was there when the team was formed. So? You should be a fan. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just yelling. I'm just yelling. I am, so you should be. No, it's fine. It's fine. We make a good contrast. <laughs> so the Morleys up 2-0 on the Phantoms. That was a fun Ooh. little ride, huh? They tried. It's, you're making a, a big deal out of... At least games 3, 4, and 5 will be on television for everyone to watch. They will. Um, well, at 3 and 4. Not five? There will be oh, five to come on. All right. So so game Kelly. one, I don't dare you. I don't know what this <laughs> I'm just gonna stop talking. You two are doing your own thing. Go ahead, continue. Bill called me Steph. Yeah, which fuck is you, funny Bill. because there's only one of us. <laughs> there's only one woman on this show. It's hard to pay attention when women are talking. So what's up? What's up? No, no, I'm done talking. Mm. I think I'll right. I'll make Steph's point for her if she does not want to make it. No, I'm done. <laughs> okay. Just because they lost the first two games doesn't mean the series is over. If they lost both games yeah. to Toronto, if they win game three back home, it's series again. Yeah, just got to win your home games. Yeah, just got to win your home They say a series is a start until a road team, uh, until a home team loses. So yep. there we go. But All then right. game so, six and seven are in Toronto. Yeah. So if they only win their home games. So, well, yeah, but game seven, anything can happen. It's okay. game seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just got to, if they win their home games, they're up three to two. We're all set. There okay. we go. Yeah. Game one in Toronto, they lost 4-3. Game two in Toronto, they lost in overtime. They were tied at two yeah, going into overtime. Close. Like, it's been close. They, they haven't been blown out. They're also not blowing out the, the Marlies like they had been all of the other teams during this playoff se- season. Um, but they're fine. Like, they're going to do fine. Sanheim has come, has come back and is just lighting people up. He just needs to find the back of the net. It's It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I really appreciate after having watched the Flyers playoff run that our bar is, well, they didn't get blown out. Like it's the playoffs. Well, I'm look, so I'm looking at you're the, not supposed to get blown I'm out. I'm looking at their last scores, the last handful of scores, yeah, I, I and the know, first one on there is 5-1. I'm like, holy fuck, did they lose 5-1? But no, that was how they beat um, Charlotte. The Charlotte. 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 The Charlotte, the Charlotte checkers. Um, 
that's why how they for, okay Charlotte. let's let's explore this uh, why you're really gonna die on the silver no, no, i'm not gonna die it. on the hill i'm just saying it's a dumb team name because if you're gonna name it with something that starts with the same letters it should be alliteration no you're like, absolutely right for yeah, when you're yeah, reading yeah, it's, it. that's fair point. what like, if we like call them the checkers? philadelphia flyers that would be fucking stupid that would be a dumb name but since it's philadelphia flyers it makes sense it's a good name i don't think you're dumb for saying charlotte i just think it's hilariously funny. if you're just I reading it that's the that way you, it looks yeah, i think it it's does. hilarious that you did and then you didn't pick up on it <laughs> yeah that yeah like Steph, i don't listen when i talk <laughs> you also don't listen when anybody else does i know, I know i'm know always just thinking of bill and ted and wrestling that's I know what i'm thinking works. about the whole time always that's I why you're good works. at this job <laughs> Everybody is always only listening for how they can respond. They don't actually listen to what other people are saying. It is ridiculously hot in here. It is very hot in here. I am sweating profusely. Hold on. Taylor's going to turn on the AC for us because we whined. Thank you. I just realized. I was like, wait a minute. I am warm. I'm wearing a sweatshirt that I'm afraid to take off because I know that I'm sweating. We could get more viewers, though. Well... We All right, so well. we got to <laughs> give the people what they want. We got to get to Charlie, Charlie too. Charlie, your shirt off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Charlie works out, All guys. working out, you do. All right. Shut up. It's really, it's funny because Kelly's the only one who works out. <laughs> when I was able to move my body, my baby muscles were doing good, but oh, now God. I'm All recumbent right. so let's at get 24 some, hours Let's get day. to some mailbag questions now that we have like 28 minutes left. Uh, <laughs> I want to start out with a question specially. From uh, from a man named Taylor Credatus. I think that's how you say his last name. I've oh, never that's actually Taylor's said it. last name. I've Who never. Knew? I've only ever read it. I've never said it out loud. I just think of him like Prince. He's <laughs> like just, Prince. Taylor. He's just Taylor. Just Taylor. Yeah. Uh, he asks, "What's Bill's worst take? And if you had to be a food food item, which food item would you be?" So two questions, two parter. First of all, what is my worst take in your eyes? All of your takes are good, in my opinion. Are we talking just on this show or of, ever? Of all time, all my takes. Oh, Jesus, um, you know, I, got like, a I lot mean, of Steph them. has a much larger a <laughs> sample size because she has yelling about sports with Bill too. Well, if you guys listen to that show, you could also use that as your sample. I'm not size. a subscriber. <laughs> yeah, I don't pay for this. Um, <laughs> all my money goes to the athletic. You got to give me a second here. Good call for the Columbus uh, coverage. <laughs> It is really good coverage. Allison does a really they good job. They do an awesome job there. <laughs> Great job, yeah. Um, I like oh reading God, about the you've Argonauts. Had, you've had a lot. Um, about how there's no way to get rid of concussions. That was a bad one. Yeah, there isn't. No, there is. They're how? just unwilling to do it. I mean, if, it, what, are you going to take the hitting? Okay, take the hitting out of the game. Then it's, there's still going to be concussions because be ice is hard. Yeah. And the game uh, I think is we were fast. talking football Slippery. when you did that one. Um, that's another one what else they're running really fast at each other unless you just make it ultimate what was what was the what was the take there was definitely an argument that we had it was the only argument that we had that didn't stop when recording ended. Like we kept arguing after was it the that show, and Bill could Bill could beat I, up was a it wolf. The, backpack? the pink backpack. I think Ta- it's okay. Taylor would actually know better than we would because I think it's okay to give rookies pink backpacks because it doesn't hurt anybody. <laughs> was that that must have been the one? That and uh, Bill thinks he can beat up a bear. That was a oh, bear. that was a really bad one. No, I can outrun oh a bear. Yes, yes. Oh I can beat up a wolf. That's what I, I knew. There was a <laughs> wolf in a there somewhere. One. I can't oh. outrun a bear because I'm faster Hold than a bear. On. I can outrun a bear because of what happens if I don't. Bill I and I have been having a recurring argument. Now, this has been going on for years. <laughs> Bears versus sharks. The bear is the 
ultimate warrior. The bear is the ultimate, the ultimate um, fucking murder machine. Okay. I think it depends, though. But if you put the bear in the ocean, then the shark's nice. bear swim. Yeah, bears can swim. I'm, I know, I'm but, a step a sh- on but a shark. But if a shark- you put a if you put a bear in twenty feet of water with a great white shark, I'm taking the, the shark, shark all day. Will win. Yeah, yeah but, I'm taking but, the shark but, all day. But the bear has a sl- the bear. Granted, it would be a massive underdog in the water, but the bear at least has a chance. If you take a shark out of water and put it against right, a bear, there's zero chance. That's, that's, fair, that's why I, I'm more afraid of sharks, because I would only encounter a shark in, the water. in its own territory. Yeah. I have no chance in the ocean against a shark. None. On land, I'm from land, too. I, too, am familiar with land. In New Jersey, in New Jersey this month, this month, a bear attacked a human to steal his Italian hoagie. Like literally, that happened. To was steal it a good, his was, was it a good, was it a good hoagie? hoagie though? Yeah, where was it from? It probably wasn't like a Wawa hoagie. I don't no know, one I'm would sure it was like Primo. Wawa hoagies. Anyone ever hear that song? It's great. No, did you just no. make this it is, up? This is really good off the rails. <laughs> we have I gone think completely. I, my, Taylor my, did this. I think my worst oh, take the is Facebook I wanna, likes it. So. I want to exterminate oh, okay. all sharks. Oh yeah, we had that conversation before, before you guys got here. Yeah, I want to exterminate all sharks because I want to learn to surf. He wants to surf, but. But, but you're like, scared. You I'm not surf. going in the ocean if there's one shark out there. I said go to Maine to surf because like I don't think they've. Oh no, that far they definitely yet. have, have sharks in Maine. Jaws is based in New England, and that uh. we're full circle to the Patreon show. Please subscribe <laughs> there and go. hear about your, how your I worst. Seen your Jaws. worst hockey take, I think, was the Goldborn one, just because they actually. Oh did. my god! <laughs> <laughs> but that was fifty percent sarcastic. Exactly, but they listened to you. That's what made it the worst. I mean, you saying that MCLs hold players back and should be surgically yeah, that removed. Is really that was bad. <laughs> Look at the evidence. Look at the evidence. All right, we have to get to the Jean second Victoria. part of Taylor's okay. question. If you could be one good. food item, which food item? Hold would you on, be? Adam on Facebook is also for exterminating sharks. I don't know a food item that no one would ever eat, so I don't die. I was thinking the same thing. What if I live forever? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thinking about this, I think you're thinking. Well, no, I thought about it too like, much. Like, what if I was the? Actually. What if I was like clam chowder at Wawa. Like, I would live forever. Yeah, like, pick something that doesn't, that isn't good, so I never die. <laughs> but it would have to be something that stays forever. Look, look I don't want to go back. How adorable it is that you value your lives. <laughs> I was thinking about it more on like a, like an existential. Like, I would be, I would be like pancakes at the diner because like it always seems like a good idea. And then you order them and then you get them and you eat like two bites and you're like, I'm fucking done with these pancakes. I'd be like a Chinese buffet. <laughs> I'm over the pancakes. A Chinese buffet. And then a you scrapple. I make you sick. <laughs> you don't order the pancakes again for like two years. I would be scrapple. Because they were so disappointing the first time. I identify with scrapple. Scrapple's fucking delicious. <laughs> it's just so good. So, you, know, oh, you look at it and you go, ah, you know, I don't, I'm not sure about that. But then you get to know it and you're like, oh, oh man, yeah. this is the best thing ever. It's the king of breakfast meats. Yeah. All right, should we move to an actual hockey question? Yeah. No. All right. Okay. I mean, I guess. Yeah, sure. Charlie, <laughs> Charlie hates fun. Yeah, I do. So much. <laughs> I mean, I don't like Vegas, so clearly I hate fun. <laughs> I know. I don't, I think I copied questions from last week. That some we of these I remember. To. I remember all right, some of these. Then let's yeah. skip them. If, all right. Did we do this AJ Simmons one? I don't think so. No, I, I think all of these ones that you copied and pasted, I don't think we did any of oh, these. Oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. That's, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So, AJ Simmons, you get the first crack here. Uh, naturally, the offseason involves a lot of discussion about what we think the Flyers should do. However, what realistic move, be it resigning Philpola, not buying out Laterra, et cetera, do you think would be the biggest mistake that the Flyers could make this offseason? So, of all the stuff we 
we want to happen, but it won't, or the other way around, we don't want it to happen, but it might. It could, like, yeah. what big mistake do you think is is possible? I do. We go first. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Charles signing Jay Beagle. Ooh, I could t- I could totally see it Ooh. because he's a penalty right. because he's a center and Shit, he's a penalty kill specialist totally right. and all he is is Boy Gordon but a little bit better. Oh no! Shit, you are totally right no, about that. I, I, I am I am preparing myself for Jay Beagle getting signed did the you, first day of free agency. Did you pre terrifies me? Did you pre write a Jay Beagle article? I should. <laughs> Just, I would love I to think, look in Charlie's Kurt draft. Started, <laughs> there was like an SNL skit about a. Uh, Walter Cronkite or some anchor, like he was going on vacation, so he pre-recorded like all these crazy ass scenarios <laughs> in case it would happen, like aliens. Like, <laughs> it started out normal, like oh, the president has the flu, and then it was suddenly like aliens attack the White House and have taken the first lady hostage and shit. Like, I think that's what Char- that's what's in Charlie's drafts, like things like that. But Jay Beagle, no, the yeah. thing with Jay Beagle is like, like first off, his underlying numbers are awful this year. Granted. It's very it's very easy for me to see if Hextall even pays attention to that stuff for him to him to look at Beagle and be like, well, the only reason why his underlying numbers are bad is because he only takes offensive zone draws. Granted, I'm sure those do hurt his numbers, but not to the degree that his underlying numbers were worse than Philpel is this year. Like you can say that they hurt him a little bit, but he was still really, really bad at driving play. I don't want a third line center who's really, really bad at driving play. I want one that's good. Like Get yeah. me a third line center who is good. I want to see this team with a good third line, please, Ron. I mean, get if me a good third if line. If we're gonna center. just have a maybe sort of almost okay third line, you might as well just make Scott Lawton yeah, three C. Exactly, <laughs> cost you nothing. Uh, that uh, like bring up Vorobia four C. We're fine. As, as that's but that's the issue is as much as I would like to see maybe Lawton get a shot, that just means Laterra is the four C, and then I really hate our bottom six still, which is fair. Yeah, but I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if Lotaire is the four C anyway. I know, but if he's on the line with like Lawton and someone else that I don't hate, I'm thinking like, okay, this is passable. It's Lotaire is a hockey player, you know. He's allegedly he's he, I mean he can tie his skates and everything. Do we know that as a fact? <laughs> I do. Do we know that he doesn't have somebody skate them, lace them for him? I wonder if he uses one of those keys, the the <laughs> tightener keys. Those are oh my god. They're just, useful. Yeah, but. Seriously, they're like, and it's not even just Jay Beagle. My yeah. my realistic fear is that, like, basically that Hextall goes out and signs Dale Weiss version 2. Oh. Like, like that, that's my fear. Because I think Hextall is going to do something. Mm-hmm. People have asked me a couple of times, you know, are you worried that Hextall isn't going to do anything? No, I think Hextall is going to do stuff this offseason. My worry is that the stuff he does is bad. And, and that's a legitimate fear. Um, the biggest mistake, in my opinion, would be bringing back Brandon Manning. No, I don't, fair. I don't know if they will. I don't think that they will, but the possibility that they could. What? Until mis- they don't, I'm un- going to believe that it right. could happen. Until another team signs him. Like Van Develde. Like, yeah. And, and it's going to be li- like in Europe because he's not going to have another NHL contract and I will win $20 from Bill. <laughs> um, That's not what the projections say, Steph. Latest projections, 2.4 million. I know. And Higher than two. And Matt's like a smart dude. So... <laughs> That wounds me on a personal level, and he's going to hear about it. Damn, now I'm just, like, Jay Beagle is the exact type of signing that I don't want to see that I fully think could happen. Yeah. God damn it, Charlie. I've been worrying about this for the past month, dude. You're a fucking parade ranger. (laughs) If you showed up in Slack once in a while, you would have been having nervous breakdowns about this for the past month. I don't like to slack. It's too much. I know. I just But you do like to actually slack in real life. Yes. Just not on Slack. Exactly. Why would I have an app about my life? (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, next. Oh, do, we, do we get Kelly? Did you answer? I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I don't remember. The most Charlie likely, the, the most likely mistake, I guess. I, I actually, I would have said signing Manning because I actually don't believe that it won't happen until it doesn't yeah, happen. I, I need to. I think see. I'm going to go with Moran trying to sneak him through waivers. I think that's a likely mistake. Ooh, I don't, I don't like. Oh. That was I, I keep I keep thinking of all the reasons they won't, but like I could, if yeah. Ron just doesn't like him, he's gonna say I don't care. Like I only have so many spots, I can't. Or they like, might think like ah, he's got an injury history. Nobody's gonna take him. He's never played in the NHL. Really, yeah. no one even knows what he is. We'll just sneak him back down, let him get better, and then pluck. He's gone. It'll be fucking cheerily. And then at that point, he turns into Zidane Char. <laughs> but only yeah. then. He's a good boy. He'll be fine. All with right. the Flyers. Can we do Don from Westchester's question? I was born Westchester. in Westchester, New York, Don. Yeah, sure. Uh, a fun one. From Don in Westchester, New York. Just a fun question. Can everybody list their top five favorite Flyers of all time? Uh, and then maybe a brief explanation of why. It would be fun to hear. Thanks. I just realized that I don't even have them in my head. I should have thought about this before <laughs> I suggested that we answer this question. I've That's got like... Mine are like so... I've got mine, three, mine a solid three. Bias. I have recency bias. I mean, Eric Lindros, obvi. Yeah. Obvious reasons. Um, Sean Podine was my favorite non-Eric Lindros flyer ever I met of all him time. at a footlocker when I was a wee child. I met him at a signing that he did at a car dealership in Delaware. There was like four people there. There was nobody there when yeah. I got there. And there was a guy standing. I didn't. I was a little kid. I yeah. didn't know who Sean Podine was. So I just handed some guy my thing and he, to sign. And he was like next to me yeah like, oh, he was shit. like okay sorry I was super like, chill <laughs> and and like he uh he was like the original Claude Giroux handshake guy coming off the ice like he used mm-hmm. to do that thing when guys were coming off the ice he would oh. stand in the tunnel and do the little that's cool handshake thing I always liked him um I love Dan Carcillo and I will not apologize for it <laughs> even though I mean he's not he's not really like a flyer really it's not like People think he of played. Dan Carcillo and think of the Flyers. I think if they think of Dan Carcillo at this point, it's probably as a Blackhawk. But I liked him when he was here. Um, I need two more. Keith Primo. Mm. Loved. Yeah. Um, and let's go. Sammy Kapanen. Sammy's mm. on my list, too. Sammy Kapanen, yeah. I think those will be my five. I've, I've total, Subject to change. Total for the recency, first three. recency bias for mine. Like, my number one is Danny Briere. Fair. Uh, Solid choice. Followed by my number two is Kimo Timonen. Like, this is definitely, oh, yeah, like, newer flyers. Um, number three would be Braden Shen. He just has always been one of my favorite flyers. Uh, number four, Nolan Patrick. Uh, number five, Brian Propp, because we're stroke buddies. Okay. okay. Charlie? Um, number one uh, is Simone Gagne. Oh, he should have made my list. I'm trying to think if I'm like, he's probably on my list. I'm trying to put it together while you guys are talking. And yeah. Gagne's- oh, he ma- he made my, my top Richards. 10. I mean, he's, he's definitely one. Oh, uh, not, on my, not on my list. And it's not because I, I didn't like Richards, but. Mike you know, Richards is on my list. Gagne is definitely number one for me. He was probably the first flyer that I just like, I liked. 
I liked Leclerc, but I didn't watch him come Watching to the Gosser. team. Like I remember when they drafted Gagne, and I remember when he came up, and he was just like my favorite player. When from the minute he came up, basically until he left in, in the after the 2010 run, uh, Drew's number two. Uh, similar reason, just because I remember him being drafted. I he was just a guy who I when I drafted him, like he's going to be really good. I know he's going to be really good, and I followed him from the moment he got drafted through juniors up to the AHL, up to the pros, and. Like, I have his jersey from before he even had a, a letter on his sweater. Like, he was just my guy. Uh, Desjardins, definitely up there. Um, he's just, like, everything that I kind of want in a defenseman. And he just kind of... he Teeman, you could make a case, too. But I just always liked Desjardins. He was just this, like, solid, steady... Yeah, I'm convinced he would have been a play driver if the numbers would have been there. I mean, he just had that style. Where and he was always doing the little things to get the play moving up ice. He was, you know... Stapled to Chris Terrian for so yeah, long. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, Chris is Chris Terrian's a really nice guy, but Terrian's I, great. I, I would not be surprised if his underlying numbers yeah. were not so good. Terrian is great, and for the time period when you could just beat people in front of the net with your stick, he was fine at what he did. But like by today's standards, yeah. if if we were sitting there watching, Dej- we'd be like, get him away from Terrian. <laughs> You're probably right. Um, Ghost, I would say, because Ghost similar with Drew, like. I had a good feeling about him when they drafted him. I just kind of kept following him, kept following him up through the, uh, you know, through his time with Union. And the fifth one, I guess, like this is weird because he's certainly not thought of as a flyer, but he was my favorite non-flyer for literally years. And then he got to be on the Flyers, and it was like, holy crap, they have Peter Forsberg. Oh, so, yeah. like, yeah, someone like, just mentioned him on Facebook. Like Forsberg was my favorite player not on the Flyers yeah. for like a decade, and then they got him that yeah. off season. They acquired two guys who were like my favorite non-flyers and then they came here and just Forsberg was great that first year yeah. but mm-hmm. seriously just this uh Forsberg and Darian Hatcher yeah I could see you like I just Hatcher loved Darian Hatcher with the stars so much and then he came here it was like oh they just made the league faster and we got a bunch of slow guys that was probably <laughs> wrong yeah as as you were l- naming your list um I realized I forgot Shane Goss is bare on mine too so Mike Richards. My list sucks. <laughs> Mike Richards is my all-time favorite flyer. I've just never Richards rooted so for a guy. I don't know how I missed him. I've just never rooted for a guy. Like I just loved watching him play. Mm-hmm. He was just yeah. everything I loved. I just really enjoyed him. Uh, Brian Boucher, because I saw his career start with the Phantoms. Yeah. Uh, watched him come up. Just really liked Boosh. You know the five overtime game and all that stuff. Like the age I was, I just really loved it. Yelling Boosh and stuff. Um, Simone Gagne just has to be there because Jesus, clutch goal after clutch goal. How can you how can you not have Gagne? Good, really, I think underrated two way player. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, he was I, a really good defensive. Yeah, player. I don't think his two way game gets as much credit as it should have. Uh, Kimo Timonen, everything you want in a defenseman. Uh, Jim Jackson took the hit to make the play. How many times did you Kimo Timonen? You know what he? I swear to God, I don't think he ever iced the puck one time. If he was going to get hit by the red line, he would take the hit and get the puck deep and get his ass off the ice and change. I fucking love the he man. never iced the puck. I loved it. And I guess I have to include Eric Lindros so Sammy Kapanen didn't make my list cuz Eric Lindros is probably the reason my generation is into hockey. Like the Flyers were shit when I was a little kid, and then they get Eric Lindros, and my whole development was mm-hmm. split up in the teams, and we played street hockey. It was like the Sandlot. We just played hockey every single day, and it's probably because Eric Lindros was a rock star. So I'm probably I'm Sammy Kapanen. I'm sorry. I love you. I've modeled my game after you more than anybody. 
You are. But you didn't make my list. Scrappy. Sweet. Sorry, Sammy. <laughs> I can't believe that Frank Bialowicz didn't Finish. make your list. He never played he as the Flyers. Flyers. He, he never but even still, got a game. Never. I thought he did. No, there was always a rumor because they always used to brawl with the Panthers, and every time they would about be about to play the Panthers, they're thinking about bringing up the animal. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, let's sing it. And they never oh, brought him up. They I, never I, brought him up. I guess up. I just I should have never that, doubted yeah. you. No, I guess he, I just assume that at some point he got like a game. I believe yeah. the only NHL team he ever played for was Toronto. Huh. I think. He never, he never uh. got a, a, a shift with the Flyers, and that that bummed me out. Uh, okay, what are we? Ten twenty-one. So we got some time. Cool. What's uh, next? Where are we? Okay, this is an interesting question. Do you think it's theoretically possible to have two head coaches in a similar fashion to American football? One coach to focus on the defense and the pairings, and one coach for the offense. So there's one head coach in football, but like Doug Peterson runs the Eagles' offense. He's the head coach. He has nothing to do whatsoever with the defense. Like, um, this is Andrew Ferguson. Yeah, question, Andrew Ferguson. So, like, uh, a, a pure offensive and defensive coordinator, do you think something like that would be th- possible in hockey? I don't think it would ever happen, but I, I'm willing to bet it would be good. See, I don't... I, I agree. I don't think it'll ever happen. I don't think it would work either. Um, it wouldn't happen because anything outside the box is never going to happen yeah. in the NHL mm-hmm. unless, like, we're 30 years down the road and... The, the game isn't monopolized by hockey guys. Uh, I just, the, the thing with football, I think the reason why it works in football is because there's a clear distinction between an offensive player and a defensive player. And I'm not just talking about like putting them into buckets. Like the offense is only on the field when the team is on offense, the defense is only on the field when the team is on defense. Like hockey is yeah. a free flowing game. So I don't know how you would get players to like fully compartmentalize what they do on offense. Like, okay, I listen to one guy when I'm on offense, I listen to the other guy when I'm on defense because. It just transitions so quickly. Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe a co like co coaches could work. Yeah, I think it would. It it couldn't be as separated as football. But I feel like if you if you had someone who was a defensive specialist and someone who was an offensive specialist and they worked together to coach the team, and that could like, be something. When we talk about a guy like Jay Beagle. Like, who would Jay Beagle answer to? Like, yes, he is, by definition, a forward, but he's out there for every defensive zone draw. Yeah. So, like, would, who, which one is he? I mean, you know? yeah, football is so different. Yeah, it's there's, so there's different. only one side, and, and mm-hmm. hockey, I think, And there, is, there are set plays. Like, you yeah. know, yeah. every, you know, every 30 seconds or so, you're doing something different, and it's a set play. Yeah. You can't do that. It's just hockey. such an improvisational sport, and yeah. it's going to take so much longer than, say, basketball, but I think hockey is going the direction of basketball in terms of a positionless sport where, you know, Shane Goss's mm-hmm. bear, huge part of Flyers' offense, you know, like... I think and and rushes and I just think it's going so positionless and we'll eventually get there. But that's kind of I mean, like, what position enough, is Brent Burns? That's like know? going backwards because hockey used to have what did they call them floaters or something like that? Guys that played offense and defense. Am I making this up? Probably. I think that there used to be like I'm talking like pre-expansion days, mm-hmm. like positions where guys played offense and defense. They weren't specifically one or the other i think they were called floaters i might just be making that up i'm i'm googling um i know somebody who strongly believes that hockey should be played with four players two forwards and two floaters Mm. that's the end of my story okay (laughs) that's all i got (laughs) 
Um, okay, so Mark Blanchard, who calls himself the only Flyers fan, fan in what's this? Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Okay. Mark, can I come up and watch Icebergs? <laughs> Thanks. That's all. That's all I had to say. It's just a question. Right, He's so, the one we're supposed to bring cupcakes to. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. Okay. All right, so he says, uh, from the end of the season until the draft and free agency, we all love to chat about crazy hypothetical situations and justify them with even with even crazier narratives. Except for Charlie, who hates narratives. Uh, <laughs> And also At the year-end press conferences, Ron said that he felt the team shot themselves in the foot multiple times and that he believed they could have beat the Pens, assuming he was being completely sincere, and he really does believe the Flyers could have beaten the two-time champs of the team in the middle of a rebuild uh, that had two goalies who were injured for an extended period of time going into the playoffs, plus Peter Morozik, then he must believe the team is close to being a t- contender. If he feels the team is close, then perhaps he could make a big splash in free agency, Tavares, etc., uh, or via trade. Yes, there are players on the roster who will need to get paid in the next few years, and he, you know the young guys that we all know, uh, but between the cap space, they have in the cap space that will be freed up in the coming years. Uh, Ron has tons of breathing room to add at the end of this roster right now. Love to hear your thoughts on this. So what's the question here? I should have oh. probably read the question. Um, it's more, I think it, he just wants us to hear our to make a big splash? Yeah, I think it's just a big splash. Yeah, big what splash. is the most likely big splash, do you think? If they're going to make a trade, if they're going to get Tavares, what do you think the likely big splash is? Hmm. Probably get like an a legitimately good third line center, like a Stasny type. Okay, one who oh, is a th- bring me Stasny, but like one who is a third line center in name, but is actually a second line center in quality. Mm-hmm. That's what I need. I I need that. I think I read something today about him wanting to stay in Winnipeg. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. Winnipeg imagine really that. Good. Yeah. Why? Why'd you want him to stay on a team that's... No, just like the, narr- again, narrative. Oh, Winnipeg, Winnipeg will yeah. never attract any... No one any- wants to stay there. Yeah. It snows and is cold sometimes. Well, they're all from- Well, their, their Wi-Fi is bad, so... <laughs> they don't a- have any parks. They don't have any parks. It's like a fucking prairie, isn't it? No, that's, that's Saskatchewan. In terms of Big Splash, I would love to see them... Uh, like we've been saying... If Tavares leaves the Islanders, every single team in the league is going to say, hey, we got your 77 mil over here. If you want to take it from us, you can. Like, I think they absolutely need to do that. But if I'm talking realistic big splash, I think they wait till 2019 and go after Dowdy mm. because he's the L.A. connection and oh, God. veteran righty and that's all that spicy stuff. spicy meatball. I don't want it. What about the scoring winger? Offer that, sheet that's, that's all plausible. of the senators. I mean, like supposedly they were considering, they at least were talking about Hoffman. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe, you know, I, I said this in my column about uh, like what they might do. I went all and the senators. With the scoring yeah. winger thing, like that's the one spot where you could justify getting a guy who has term. Because you don't have a logical, of, you don't have a logical kid coming up to play the role of goal scoring winger. They do not have Eli Tolvanen. They do not. So maybe that's the splash. If they make a splash, and I'm not just saying Hoffman. Like Hoffman's just the obvious yeah, yeah, one yeah, because yeah. he's he's theoretically they on the market. They yeah. talked about. It. There are other scoring wingers, I'm sure, that are available. Maybe that's who they. That's what they go for. Maybe that's the position. If they decide they're going to make a splash, they get that second line left winger who can score goals. James Neal, free agent. If it, if the term was He's okay, I wouldn't 30. hate it. Like if, you, if you get him for a couple of years, sure. I just, I mean, I, the same thing you, the, the same thing we say about Simmons, you say about Neil. Yeah, you don't want to lock him up to a big term because he's thirty. He's going to be thirty-one. Like, if you get him for two, three years, yeah, I'm okay with it. 
I don't particularly like James Neal's style of play. Like, Same. But if he's, he's on your team, you like him. Yeah, well, I, like, I like goals going in the net, you know? I'm, I don't like I'm a fan of that. Them. I don't like knees to head. Yeah, you know, shit happens sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that Ronnie's going to do anything. I think it's going to be another nothing burger season. I honestly, that's my biggest fear, to be honest. And I, he like, does nothing. I really don't want that to be the case, but I... Because know. he's found himself some confirmation in the Winnipeg Jets and their do-nothing approach to being good. Oh, God. And wait till you're actually there to do it, which... Uh, I'm fine with incremental change if it's not big splash this offseason if he addresses the holes that he himself yeah. has pointed out yeah. and it's nothing that bogs them down. If it's incremental change and it's nothing that blocks anybody, yeah, like if they go and get uh, like James Neal, no one will be doing backflips over James Neal. But if it's two years, all right, cool. Yeah, whatever. You know, cool. Awesome. Whatever. Someone's going to put the puck in the net on the second line. I like it. Good for you, Nolan Patrick. You're going to rack up some assists this year. Like that'll, that'll be cool with me. Um, all right. We don't have a ton of time. Is there a quickie? There's there's a quick that kind of follows. Go for it, Steph. So, I, I'm lost in these questions. Yeah, it's now. from Ryan. Oh, there it is. Um, had a lot of nice words for all of us in the beginning. And then the question, the oh, Flyers cool. don't have a 3C. If they can't get a free agent, who would be in line for it in the system? Frost, Vorobiev, Rubsov, someone else. Thanks. I mean, Frost would be fun. I just, hell, I just I don't, don't think it'll it. happen. Not I think I mean, season. Frost is the long-term yeah. the lo- solution yeah, yeah. Not next season. Yeah, it's just... Unless he, you know. Unless he gets on the roids. Yeah. He starts hitting the gym hard. <laughs> really gets no, the game. No, testing is questionable in the NHL. Like, what if he did one cycle? <laughs> I wouldn't be against it. You know, Lane Johnson I mean, does a little bit of steroids and the yeah, Eagles win the Super Bowl. Like, fine. I'm not Just to touch fully against. I'm not against PEDs. I think that oh, they're this. Well, I yeah. think. Spoken like a true wrestling fan. What, what's, what, what is the, it's technology. It's like, oh, well, they didn't have this ACL surgery when Babe Ruth played, so, you know, you're cheating. Yeah, like, what's it, the like, difference? It ruins your body. That's up, so does playing contact sports. You yeah. make a good point there, Matt. Every, like, uh, fighting is allowed, but doing something that's going to make you stronger isn't. That's fucking stupid. To answer, the, go back to the question, yeah, though. Get back to the question. I would, like, Frost is the, is the 3C of the future, I believe, and, Hopefully in two, three years, it's Couturier, Patrick Frost. Next year, like if they don't make a free agent signing, I would assume it's just Lawton. I would assume yeah, Lawton's yeah. your 3C, and then your 4C is either Letaire or Misha. Vecchioni. Oh. I, I mean, I look, I'd be I, fine. I, I want Misha, too. I'd be I, fine I, with Verbia, but I don't think they think he's ready. They're, really? Well, just they didn't. Hexel didn't name him in his exit interview, and I would think yeah. that if they thought he was on the same trajectory as like Albe Kubel, he would have named him, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. Do you think if the germ gets off the video games, he could make a splash? He's I think not, he's not making the team next year. I think that he was, needs he needs some. I AHL just wanted season. to make a both yeah, a germ reference germ. and okay. also a video games reference. That's uh, we didn't. Get I, to, I ignored the germ because of the video games reference. We didn't get to we didn't get to the germ because uh, Bill from Crescent Hollow wants to know what. But beyond uh, substances of abuse would uh, would be your downfall comparable to this Jeff Marrick story about a highly touted CHL prospect who is apparently ruining his NHL career due to video games and every Flyers fan thinks it's the germ. Peanut butter. <laughs> Peanut butter would this on the derail NHL my show, NHL it's such career. A, it's such a funny story that we have to talk about. He's addicted to someone. Someone. A recent first round pick, <laughs> if you haven't heard the story, uh, of a very, very prominent, that's a quote, NHL team is ruining his his 
potential NHL career because of an addiction to video games. He is uh, staying up to all hours of the night, and like he's an afterthought at practice because of it. They're calling him like he, he's not. He's barely even alive at practice because he's up until all hours playing. Essentially Fortnite or a write off. Yeah, essentially a write off. And I'm right? I'm convinced it's it's Rubstov. Um, and, and I'm not like I'm not upset about it. I think it's hilarious because I don't. I don't really believe that he's ruining his NHL career. I want to hear your answers, though. Oh, oh what would what derail would your NHL you? career? Oh, expecting people to be good and constantly being disappointed in every single person that surrounds me. Oh, I would, I would definitely be derailed by an excess of peanut butter consumption, a Twitter addiction, and too much self self loathing. I think would bring me down. <laughs> that I would be like. Uh, I wouldn't have the confidence necessary. I would be like. Uh, I said it besides substances of abuse because I could totally see my career going the way of Mike Richards. Uh, <laughs> if I had that kind of money and that kind of time, I just like, figured yes, you would just like smoke too much pot. You'd just be like, I was up all night watching Trailer Park Boys. And <laughs> no, tired. That, it would be it would be binging television instead yeah. of video yeah. games. I'd be like, yeah, I just had to watch all five seasons this weekend of uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. So. <laughs> but like my real answer. Was would be my dysfunctional brain like it would kill me charlie um i don't know you would I, work out too hard yeah one thing i was thinking of you was like muscle fatigue the, from all I, the, lifting. the idea that like i spent too much time thinking about hockey in theory yes and would like get into arguments by coaches basically be like i you can't put me with this limeade his course he sucks yes <laughs> i could totally see this i would love i would love to watch an argument between a player and a coach with a player being like i'm a play driver damn it. charlie would be up oh all night God. watching tape of the opposing teams and then he'd be too sleepy at practice and he'd be like no you have to do it this way because zone historically yeah, yeah, the caps player. aren't great at zone entries on the left side. Imagine there being a player who wasn't a hockey man. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Charlie would be the first hockey man that's also a computer boy. That would be so great. That would be cool. oh, there are baseball players who are like that. Yeah. So eventually yeah. we'll probably get to that point, but I don't yeah. think we're there yet. No, no. not Taylor no. Hall is in the stats. That's cool. That's and boating licenses. And boating that licenses. is all the time we have for you on Broad Street Hockey this week. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for hanging out. We will not not be with you next week. Memorial Day takes precedent, so get drunk on a beach and blow stuff up with your friends, because that's what every holiday is about. My name is Bill Matz. For Steph, for Charlie, for Kelly, have a great week, everybody. Are you ready to talk about sports? Yeah! Who's gonna score hockey goals? Our team! No one does more hockey than our boys. The Flyers! Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain.
or I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.